0: His name is James, James Cameron, Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no sea too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. Systems are normal. You
1: guys hearing the song okay up there? James Cameron,
0: explorer of
1: the sea. Yes, James, we hear the song. Descending to 1,000 feet. I don't see the bar yet. Looks like it must have sunk pretty low. With a dying thirst to be
0: the first, could it be? that's yeah, him, James Cameron. Hello and welcome to Gator Boys uh twenty twenty three edition, the first episode of the year. Uh I am your wonderful and psychotic uh host Liam, along with I own other wonderful and psychotic host, uh Jordan.
1: Oh, Yep, and uh, we... uh yeah that's uh, I know we're both like gone insane over the years, but like some of the stories we're gonna talk about today, some of the people involved are like <laughs> I don't know what happened to them at some point in their lives, but just, man, something... something They're all crazy
0: in their own different ways, which is one of the reasons... This is going to be one of the more fun episodes, I think we do, uh, because, um, well, we'll just get started. So, uh, you know, I love it, because when we did our uh, year wrap-up, nothing happened, and then all of a sudden, just everything fucking starts happening in rapid succession. It's almost comedic, how fucked up it is.
1: Yeah, as Lennon said, like... There's, uh, like, decades where nothing happens and weeks when decades happen. And I feel, like, like since we recorded last year, fucking, like, so much just dumb shit has happened since then.
0: Okay, so we may as well get into item number one here. Um, we're not going to cover everything because uh, we would be here forever, but uh, Brazil had their own January 6 recently, which was um, somehow <laughs> even more pathetic than the actual January 6th. In a way, it was it was sad. I thought like they were building it up, and then I was just watching. I was like, oh, this is pathetic. You people need to plan a coup better.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've got January sixth at home. January sixth at home, and it's just <laughs> the exact same thing, but Ugh. worse somehow. Like, if, if you're going to base like your fucking uh, like attempt like base right wing coup on something, probably not the best idea to base it on that. Yeah, no. like the thing that fucking like knee capped Trump...
0: Oh yeah, no, you know you want to like talk to some Turkish military men or some South Korean military men, <laughs> like people who actually know how to do this shit. Like, because none of these guys are actual revolutionaries. Like, they're just like my favorite was there was a I saw uh, on Twitter there was like a screen cap of someone like the revolution has started, and then it's like an hour later it's like I'm gonna go play Mass Effect Three. Let me know how shit's going. <laughs> it's like my god,
1: uh, you know? Yeah, that's like a very. Uh... That's, like, a very, very, like, 4chan thing to be, like, boosting up this shit while playing video games.
0: My god, you you know... By the way, I love how also, like, I'm going to play the worst one of the series on top of that. Like, I'm so blackpilled... Oh, that that's gonna, easily the worst. I'm, gonna, I'm so blackpilled I'm going to play Mass Effect 3. And you know I picked the Destroy ending, too, on top of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, have, I know um, a friend of mine that got the uh, Legendary Edition recently, and he said that he's, like... Really doesn't want to play that third one. No, he just really doesn't want to no, do it because no, no. it's oh man. Oh man, no, it's it's, 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 game. it's awful
0: So I played it when it came out because I loved two so much, and it was like, wow, this is a fucking fucking downgrade, man. Holy shit! But uh, but
1: yeah, you can like I can understand because there was like so many behind the scenes issues. But what a fucking just calm down, man. Like you went from my like one of my favorite fucking franchises to just. I don't even care about fucking Mass Effect 4 coming out. I just do not give a shot.
0: No one cares. Uh, But anyway, one of my favorite parts of the whole um, horrible coup that took place is when all the crowd was like, Yay, the military is here. They're going to help us. And then the military all pulls their guns and like, All right, everyone line up single file. Let's get the cuffs on. Like, it was so like, that's so pathetic. Like, Cause, and I get why they surrendered. Cause if you know anything about uh Brazil, Brazil cops or military, they're like villains from a nineties action movie. Like they will just shoot <laughs> any fucking one. Like,
1: so I will tell, like Bolsonaro was a fucking uh, ex captain during the last dictatorship, and I was I was like half expecting the military to maybe go to bat for him, but that just that just didn't happen. Like I know a couple of the cops did. Like, there was a couple of open um, cops, around the fucking uh, insurrectionists, but it was just, yeah, this is this is going nowhere fast.
0: Well, they, they saw that video of him wandering through the, I think it was Walgreens, and were like, oh god, we were, we were supporting this guy? <laughs> if you've not seen that video, it's one of the most, the pathos of it is so fucking palpable. It's like, I used to be the military dictator of an entire country, now I'm like aimlessly wandering through a Florida fucking pharmacy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know, I'm a fucking Oblivion NPC just wandering around, waiting for someone to, to have a conversation with me.
0: Oh, it's, no, it's so, so sad. I, I I shouldn't feel bad, but the, the again, the pathos of it is incredible. But also, I just uh, found out he's now in the hospital, probably from, I don't think it's mm. COVID, but it, God knows. He gets sick like every other month. So this could be the one that kills him. We don't know. We, he could die midway through taping this episode. We're taping this on the 9th and um if he dies like tomorrow uh we'll we'll know very quickly
1: yeah the Brandon got him with the uh, the t-virus and that's why he's fucking like we've talked about this before but like bolsonaro's like patient zero for covid she's just like perpetually in the hospital and now it's like, yeah, he's probably going to die there. Like, if he doesn't die in hospital, a fucking alligator will eat him uh, Captain Hook style.
0: Or, or he'll just get shot by some some psycho that's like, why didn't you help what? us during the insurrection? Oh, excuse me.
1: Yeah, but that would be good, yeah. Like some uh, rabid Pepe just uh, breaks into his house and demands why uh, the coup didn't work. Yeah, that's a thing. Because, like, Like, Florida is, like, ground central for fucking, like, American right-wing psychosis. So it's, like, anything could happen there.
0: I've been to Florida multiple times, and I'll never forget. Like, I was told when I was down there that there's, like, a where I was staying in, like, a parking lot at a Walmart is where all the Trump psychos congregate, and I almost went down there. Just to see what I would find, because one guy drove a truck that was playing like disco music, and it had like Trump twenty twenty four with Mike Pence' his name slapped off, which is wow.
1: Yeah, I so I know Florida don't uh, big for Trump, which is like always oh, going to be inevitable because that's where all the fucking like right wing uh, Cuban exiles hang out. But like, man, fucking like i haven't seen scarface for a while but the way like uh department depicts that entire place is just like yeah this is where all the uh this is where all the real heads hang out
0: yeah i think uh, scarface is interesting because um that movie is sort of like the way that vision of like it's it's the same but the vision has changed like it's no longer just psycho drug lords running around now it's just conservative psychos with with guns and they want Trump to be king or something. It's 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 fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Like uh, like another story I wanted to talk about was uh, like Trump's NFT collection. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> he was the guy who was supposed to be the next fucking. Uh, like American dictator, I know he's just like cocking JPEGs of himself, like the, photoshopped oh, into the, the space way, or whatever. The it's
0: way just... he built that up, followed by the disappointment of his followers, was just fucking delicious. I don't know if you if you saw that, but they were like, he's going to announce something big. He's going to announce he's going to like announce his running mate, and then it's just I have some NFTs and the blackpilling of everyone <laughs> on those Trump forms was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I remember like reading Shift social one like yeah. Uh has been like i have a big announcement to me to watch the space and everyone thought it'd be like oh he's going to suspend the constitution he's going to fucking uh he's going to the government and it's just like yeah here's uh here's Trump photoshopped into rambo just the dumbest shit it looks like seen.
0: ai art too it really does look like they just went with one those ai programs and were like all right let's just uh type Trump is this and see what we get and then just put it on a fucking <laughs> card. It really does look like that.
1: Yeah, JFK and Fortnite. Yeah, just <laughs> dumb shit like that. Oh, uh, but,
0: uh, speaking yeah. of dumbasses, um, I know this is kind of old news by the time we're talking about this, but this happened uh, 48 hours before the end of last year and it's the best L I've... I've, I've never seen someone L themselves as hard as Andrew Tate did when he posted that fucking video of him mad at a teenager, Greta Thunberg, and now he's in a Romanian gulag, probably going to prison for a long time, too.
1: Yeah, I know they take, uh, like, human trafficking very seriously there, because, like, ever since the, uh, like, grand fall of communism, like, all of Eastern Europe is essentially just, like, like, Jeffrey Epstein's playground, like, that's where, like, the vast bulk of, uh, like him and Bill Crutton's uh, sex slaves came from, so they've uh, they take that stuff very seriously now.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 something that like we're you know, we're de- we're dealing with a you know a situation where he is going to prison. It sounds like, and if not for that, I mean, he's got rape charges in the UK. I I don't think there's extradition from Romania. That's why he went there, but it is damning that like Steven Seagal went to Romania, filmed a whole bunch of movies there, and he didn't go to prison and he's a fucking rapist we know that there's enough there's enough accusers you're like well there's where there's smoke there is fucking fire somewhere
1: yeah i'm convinced he has some like deal with the government where like half his uh half the money he makes from those awful dtv movies just goes to the government it can't like, be that that's, much though that's his way of paying taxes
0: it really can't be that much though. I mean how many I know he made he, he stopped making them like after twenty nineteen. I don't know if it's like he was just that toxic of, of a presence you couldn't work for him anymore, but like he would make like six seven six, five movies a year. I don't know how much money they made, but it couldn't have been that profitable.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen a uh, sniper special ops? Oh hell the one yeah. With, uh, oh, hell like, yeah. John that. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Can <laughs> we not. might have to do that because that's like one of the just most insane movies i've ever seen it's this is so this is like 70 year old steven seagal like sniping the taliban in some deck chair and
0: he's so, and he's yeah. fucking and he sounds like he's <laughs> drunk through most of it my favorite is that one line read where he's like hey what kept you man you still owe me that 50 bucks it's like what the fuck did you just say like
1: yeah it's uh i think it was uh, nick mullen who pointed out that like in the late 90s seagal just decided to sound like a black man for some reason he like did hard. rubber man was the first movie he just descended to sound like a black guy
0: i think he did hard to kill and he got along with all those jamaicans and it went to his head that's what i think happened he's, yeah. he's such a fa- i will say that he's an awful human being but i would love to sit down have a beer with him and just talk because i feel like he he would be a fascinating man to talk to for over a drink with
1: yeah he's had such a bizarre life. yeah that fucking uh that tv show where he pretended he doing like a like a texas ranger or something but it's like i'm actually getting rescued by steven seagal like, <laughs>
0: oh, man. That's, what, that's the that's the rock bottom moment of your life you're like i need to fix this like i need to fix my life now like the uh, that bad wake-up call you get when you've hit rock bottom
1: oh yeah yeah i like to think that uh like uh steven seagal burst through epstein's house and just did the fucking uh, like under siege uh, roundhouse kick to him like you're under arrest, motherfucker. And
0: then and then Epstein would offer him like a fourteen year old be like, okay, well maybe I'll uh, <laughs> kick your ass later. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know Catherine yeah. Healy talked She's... about him hitting on her when she was like fifteen. It's like, oh Jesus, that's fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's, that's fucking grand five. Yeah, it's funny how like under siege two was this last like big movie before everything just went to shit. Yeah,
0: probably, probably for the best yeah. too. It sounds like. But uh, speaking of fucked up, insane movies made by maniacs, um, I have been dying to really sink my claws into this with you, and you have finally seen it. But today we are talking about, I'm going to be honest, the best movie you could see right now in theaters, Avatar, The Way of Water. Co-written, produced, co-edited, and directed by James Cameron, a literal psychopath.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to him, like... Like during fucking Titanic, he just became obsessed with the ocean, and now it's just been like, like half the receipts from his movies goes to like some fucking. Uh, he's like the bad guy from uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. Like he's got some <laughs> underwater city. He just hangs <laughs> around in.
0: Oh, you say that now, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what he is now. Uh, he lives in like New Zealand, and he has like this warehouse where he shoots all his movies. He has all his props there. <laughs> like he just lives in this compound. Oh, it's spectacular, oh, but um, so this movie is something that I was actually really looking forward to this when I saw the first trailer because it was like, you know, when you hear this movie's actually coming out, you're like, oh, who cares? Because I wasn't really that big on the original, I really wasn't, and I haven't rewatched it yet. I really want to now, but that first trailer dropped. It was like organ music and all this insane fucking ocean imagery. I'm like, okay, this this actually looks like we may have something here. We may actually have a movie here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I rewatched the first one uh, in Christmas last year and I actually hadn't seen it since it came out thirteen years ago. And I was like I didn't care for it then, but rewatching it with like less jaded, fresh eyes, it was like Cameron's onto something here, and it's it's not a good film by any like conventional sense, but like he's clearly he's clearly up to something here Then watching that second I saw this in fucking IMAX 3D and like the biggest screen in Scotland. And I was just completely blown away by how like this fucking like insane world he builds up.
0: Oh no! Th- this movie, the the thing about this movie, it's so overwhelming. I saw it opening night, and I remember I had to take my 3D glasses off multiple times because I was just so overwhelmed by how how just detailed and how visually just scrumptious the movie is. I was like this is insane like it's almost too much for human eyes to comprehend like how much shit is in the frame at one time and how many things are going on in the background
1: yeah uh, I still think 3D is a gimmick like oh yeah the, the last 3D film I saw in the cinema was like Dread when that came out like fucking 2014 15 or something and it's like I really don't want to see this in 3D, but actually watching it in 3D, it's like, there's just so much stuff going on, and it's, it's it just works somehow. Think- like, it's like this movie's over three hours, and none of it is wasted. No, like, the,
0: I would have gladly oh, watched God. another hour of this fucking movie. Like, that was my first thought. It's three hours. I would have watched four. Easy. Because you're like he's so he's such a he's always been such an immersive filmmaker like he really when he does something he fucking commits to it like even like when you watch it you're in that world and you're completely you're, you're completely sucked into it and like from the first frame it's like just so much just the the, the detail of everything like I, I can see why this took 13 years to polish because it's like holy shit just the render time on some of these effects must have been weeks or months I don't even know
1: Yeah, like, this is, I've said before, but it's, like, kind of redundant to talk about CG now, because, like, like, with the exception of, like, last year and, like, within the last, like, two years, like, CG's gotten really fucking bad, but before then it was, like, kind of redundant, because, like, every CG effect just looked the same, and now Cameron's coming out with, like... Oh, like the most realistic shit I've ever seen. Like, the fucking Navi here look like the actual real... Oh yeah, no, like...
0: every time uh, that, that uh, the good white boy, ja- uh, Spider, is in the shots with <laughs> any of them, it's like, you believe he's there. Like, it's just so... Again, the polishing. Like, this is why this shit took as long as it did. Like
1: Yeah, the the cropped up white boy, uh, Spider, who's dre- like...
0: With dreads, like he <laughs> like just finished a fucking... Uh, a, a semester at like a a college in another country. It's just fucking...
1: Yeah, some of the character stuff in this is just like completely insane. I know we talked last time about like how Stephen Lang is back in Navi form and it's like that sounds dumb on paper but somehow it just completely works. I think, I think It's what, like one of the most interesting characters in that movie. I
0: think one of the reasons I, I, I liked it so much because when I was watching it, it made me think of like the fact they're resurrecting this genocidal lunatic to lead this uh, this sort of um, crackdown on the the guerrilla warfare, it's, like, made me think, like, man, could you imagine if, like, they did that with Cur- a General Custard or someone? Like, they made General... They brought General Custard back from the dead like Jason fucking Voorhees and just had him just run hell over Mexico.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, if they brought fucking, uh, like, Krause Barbie back as, like, a black jewish gay guy and it's like yeah you have to go uh you have to go infiltrate uh san francisco or whatever to destroy that and it's like cameron's always been like kind of a left-wing director like in a terminator 2 the central bad guy if that as a cop and like you've got all the stuff in titanic before the cross dynamics of rose and uh fucking dicaprio and it's like piece, like, if it wasn't for Verhoeven, he'd probably be, like, America's foremost uh, left-wing director. Like, this is probably, like, one of those left-wing movies I've seen this year. Like, the bad guys are just, like, fucking genocidal pmc assholes
0: oh man i love how i love how just fucking like overtly evil they are it, it's so silly but it works like my favorite is like the one time they're in that village they do like the come and see where they just burn the huts they shoot the fucking they shoot like the whale creature and then the one guy's like are we gonna waste her like like he says it in a way like he's he's excited like he may as well be like i'm going to torture and rape this woman
1: <laughs> yeah there's uh like the are queer uh Protagonists and antagonists in this, but there's no like they're all three dimensional. Like Clorich is like, he's evil, but he's also like kind of relatable at the same time. If I like, think... you understand where he's coming from yeah, and like literally brought why back... he's doing what he's doing,
0: yeah, literally brought back from the dead against his whim. And there's that moment he's watching the himself, uh his old self on the computer, and he just is confused. He's like, "Why the? F- why am I here? What the fuck is going on?" He seems so. He's only doing it because he's a military man and he follows orders. But like, he has that relationship with Spider that kind of. By the end, he like when Spider says. By the way, spoilers for this movie. By the way, uh, when Spider says "fuck you, Dad" and runs back to Jake, he seems genuinely hurt by that. He's like, "Oh, I, th- I thought you were my son. I thought we were building a relationship. Like, it's it's genuinely like. He 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 gets better as the movie goes. I think.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm convinced, like, if not the next film by, like, film four, because I know Cameron said that since this is, uh, this is made as fucking, uh, original budget back, we will be getting, or, like, the five movies, um, uh, I'm convinced that, like, four, it's just gonna have a heel turn at some point.
0: Here's my, my favorite part, uh, real quick before, my favorite part about those new films is that, so, he said, like, the third film's gonna be about evil Fire Navi, and David Thulist is in the cast list, and oh, like, yes, yes, oh, I wonder yeah. who the villain's gonna be. <laughs> Like, obviously... It's
1: yeah, just... he, yeah, he's just played the same fucking character from A Boy in the striped Pajamas. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's gonna be weird as hell to hear his voice coming out of a fucking giant blue creature. That's gonna be so weird.
1: Yeah, because he's not really, like... Uh, he's not really, like, an accent guy. He doesn't do American accents that often. Uh, I think it's season five of Fargo. He's, like, the only like, non-American character in that. He's just playing himself. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to... Uh, Seeing him do like, uh, like whatever fucking variation of Navi is, because that's what I like about this movie is that you, you have the fucking, you've got the mountain people, then you've got the water people, and they are like, they're the same, but they're so completely different at the same time.
0: Oh yeah, no, and uh, just the the little the the he doesn't like this. It's a movie that d- explains everything through visuals, like not just like sitting down and telling you we're different because of this. Like you you see the difference when like giant buff cliff curtis comes out and like greets the forest people he's like he's got bigger hands he's got this massive beaver tail like you, you and he's teal you you can tell they're they're from a different kind of a breed and it's you know it's it, it, it's immediate you can tell you don't need the movie yeah. to fucking explain it to you
1: yeah oh the water kids have like e boy bus haircuts for some reason <laughs> they're, all... And they're all speaking and like Lingo, which is fucking insane to me
0: that was so fucking like that almost it's it's so like that's the other thing i love about this movie. one of the reasons i think it works is that it's a, this movie's stupid this movie's absolutely fucking stupid but it's so <laughs> absolutely confident in its own vision and its world and the things that it's building that you, you, you get swept up in it, even if you're la- chuckling, like, at. as Kate Winslet hisses at Zoe Saldana, which is one of the funniest fucking mm. things I've seen in a movie in a long
1: time. Yeah, the fucking, uh, like, the dialogue in the first movie is so, like, earnest. I'm like, oh, we need to protect the, the ancient, hallowed spirit tree from the sky demons. And the fucking dialogue in this is, like... Oh uh whale pussy be busting for real for real and it's like uh, uh uh again I like I don't know what happened to Cabron and these, like 13 years but like man the fucking like you really do need to like like see this movie to believe it like some of the fucking dialogue in this. Is oh it's, wild. it's like it's like
0: 90 it made me think of like 80s kids movie dialogue like, there's this one wonderful scene where they take, like, the eight-year-old, the, the little girl, and they tie her up. She's like, I can't believe I'm tied up again. I'm like, oh, my God. It's just, it's so, <laughs> again, it's just a commitment to it. It's not breaking the fourth wall. It's not trying to be, like like, snippy or quip. And to me, that kind of earnestness and that level of, like just just like it's amazing because this movie's like a 400 million dollar crazy like it pushing the limits of technical filmmaking but it's also has like the energy of like a corny dad showing you facebook memes
1: yeah that's uh that's why i ultimately like this movie is like it's completely earnest it's not trying to be a meme movie like some other movies i've seen recently uh god damn it did you watch that fucking kermo review of this
0: oh man i I was uh i will admit i did not i don't agree with him at all but it was fun to see him kind of punchy again he hasn't had a lot of energy in a long time it was um yeah and then i know i've seen the kermo review and he did give knives out two a fucking praise i'm like oh boy maybe uh maybe maybe it's time for kermo to pack it in for a while
1: yeah he like He'll call fucking Avatar to Fern Gully kiddie shit. Like, all talking wheels that's for kids. And then, like, uh, you know what else? Yeah, You know what's profound? Uh, Daniel Craig doing a fucking Foghorn Leghorn impression. That's the real fucking movie magic to him. Yeah, no, Jesus Christ. I,
0: I will say this. Uh, I, did, I, I, oh, I, I did love his Black Adam review because it's like a personal crisis he's having. He's like, <laughs> I'm thinking about quitting my job. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it is, like that review is fantastic if, if you've not seen his black adam review, there's a there is a darkness to it that is legitimately like he's like roger ebert in a way i do you know you, you when you agree with him you agree with him when you disagree with him you really fucking disagree with him
1: yeah he's just uh that black adam review is fucking great because like it's probably like the his most recent review i've agreed with but like i've just felt the exact same thing watching that like i'm looking at my fucking watch every five minutes like <laughs> Like when is a over? Yeah, no. uh, no. I don't want to see fucking the Rock is like a CGI scary person anymore.
0: I uh, but uh, no, no, one of the things I love too. Well, is like,
1: like what, like going from fucking uh, going from like the CGI and that, which is just fucking terrible, to the CGI and this, it's like it's fucking night and day. No, no, that was it. Really is because
0: uh, I saw that in IMAX too. I saw I saw both these films in IMAX and mm-hmm. uh, like. I feel like you can't go back. I feel like the whole Marvel CG thing, you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, exploit more labor if you want to keep up with this because the the game has now officially (laughs) been, the game's been upped and you either can go, you either have to up your game or you have to quit because like, my God, it's just every shot of this movie is just beautiful. Like there's that scene where 73 year old Sigourney Weaver is just kind of dancing through the forest. You got these fucking butterfly things around her. it's like this is there is so much like just it's beautiful it's fucking beautiful man it's
1: yeah again it's like it is incredibly corny like you have the fucking talking whales that the uh the bad guys are harvesting for the fucking a <laughs> and it's like on, on paper again that sounds fucking stupid but the way uh cameron portrays it is like you are you have invested in this shit. Oh
0: yeah, you no, know, when when Kate Winslow has her meltdown, when they find the mass grave of fucking whales, it's like Jesus, like that that your voice is cracking and shit. Like you 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 feel that. And by the way, I just want to say real quick, I love the fact that the head poacher is an Australian. Because if anyone can tame yeah, this yeah. wild frontier, it's the fucking Aussies.
1: Yeah, fucking okay, yeah. like oh, I think that's a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, it's like again like the bad guys in this and fucking ed falco was done it for five minutes that for some was reason. weird i was fucking, like what? fucking carmella
0: holy fuck that 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 threw me for a loop because i did not read the a lot of the cast list i was like oh god and i, I love there's a great interview she did they asked her about it she's like i thought that movie had already come out because she like filled her <laughs> scenes in like 2018 and she didn't get any callbacks about that movie until like now it's like oh, that movie's not done yet, Jesus, I filmed that, like, 2018,
1: 2017. Yeah, I like to think that's the, uh, the end of The Sopranos when uh, when Tony gets fucking shot, he just, uh, he wakes up as a Navy with all his friends. <laughs> like, uh, you've, you've got Christopher, you've got Polly, you've got Junior as like, a 10-year-old for some reason. <laughs> uh.
0: Oh, oh, we must write this reboot. This
1: is- this is rich. Oh, that is- Yeah, the soprano is to uh, the way of Gabigol. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing that now. Hey, Tone, we're fucking, uh, we're fucking blue now. The,
0: the, 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 What do you mean I'm fucking blue? <laughs>
1: Camilla. what are you fucking doing?
0: Camilla? why are you burning down the forest? <laughs> we need to respect the tree gods. <laughs> Uh, he does the the uh, Christopher um, Columbus speech, but it's about you know, whatever the tree god name <laughs> this, this fucking movie is. Why
1: yeah, are you disrespecting Awe? Oh, it's Awe, yeah, that's right. yeah, it. Awe uh, is a legend in this house, you will fight, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Joey Pants is back, and he's like trying to fucking... Uh, it was a uh, fucking uh,
0: whale! 80 million apiece! <laughs>
1: Um, oh, Jesus.
0: Oh, but, uh, oh god oh man you know he should do that he should just I don't know if he can do it now but I hope for the love of god we see more like surviving Sopranos cast members just show up in these movies I hope that becomes a running theme mm. I know Steve yeah
1: uh, fucking bring um, at least bring like Joy Pants into the next movie have him play a fucking Navi Oh, Joy Pants. Joy so.
0: Pants would rule as like in this movie as like an evil uh, evil like corporate dude he would fucking kill a role mm. like that for this. But, um... You know, and the thing yeah, because
1: is... uh, we don't get a... We don't get a Giovanni Rubisi character in this. Like, we see a flashback to him, but he's, like... I assume he's, like, homeless now because he's been fired after, fired after the grand fuck-up of the first movie. <laughs> i yeah. assuming
0: he got fired. If he didn't get court-martialed and put to prison. It's weird, like, you have to really know the original film to kind of get this, but also you don't. Because, like... <laughs> again it's like from frame one you're just in you're gonna you're gonna completely like soak this movie in regardless of like whether or not you fully understand what's going on and i I will admit one of the things i love too about this movie is that like this is cameron has always been obsessed with like father figures and motherhood and family because like terminator 2 you have like the father figure in schwarzenegger to uh john connor and then you have motherhood and aliens and this is like bringing those two together in like the biggest fucking thing possible. Cause I, I really did like the kid characters yeah, but... in this movie. Like as annoying as, as annoying as some of their dialogue is, I wasn't I didn't I didn't like grid my teeth every time they showed up.
1: Yeah, it's very hard to pull off like teenagers in movies and Cameron just like every time he does it he's just he just pulls it off effortlessly. Yeah. Like I, I saw on Twitter, uh, no, I saw a fucking uh, letterbox review of this. Like, somebody couldn't get into it because of like the Joseph Campbell fucking uh, hero's journey, and I was just like, "Yeah, Jake Sully isn't really the like, hero in this. No, not really. If anything, he like fucks up constantly. It's, a terrible it's his fucking thought. kid who's the hero." He's oh, a yeah.
0: terrible father, in this like like the first time we see him interact with his children, he's basically scolding them for like like he says, "You're grounded. You're a fucking do-. like." My favorite scene in the movie is there's this amazing moment after um the son is killed, uh the other the younger kids like I want to come with you, Dad. And he just looks at him with like this look of disgust, and he's like, "You've done enough." You're like fuck, that's 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 soul crushing.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's another thing I like about this movie is that it's like. It completely defies, like, traditional uh, narrative, like, instead of having, like, the big gruff hero who's uh, constantly owning the bad guys, fucking, uh, Jake Sully is just chipping over his own dick constantly and has to be bailed out by a fucking, like, like, 13-year-old Sigourney Weaver. Who's my, my apparently Jesus for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, that whole section of the movie was because she has a seizure and now she's basically she can turn she can have fucking jellyfish murder an entire crew <laughs> of guys that shit's crazy that, that was
1: fucking oh that was fucking amazing like uh like they're being pulled in by fucking uh the sea urchins to their death it's like man and then the
0: two big gay teal boys are like damn this girl's got something uh, i right. love to believe that it's yeah, like, all those yeah. all those fucking like teal like water navi are just gay 'Cause I don't know why. They're just something <laughs> weird. Like they're all like they have these fucking huge chests and shit. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there's there's a lot of gay fanfiction being written if it's not been written already about this.
1: Yeah, there's uh I have seen some of it and it is like I feel I've feel like into Avatar, then there is like there is like something wrong with you i think if that's like your go-to fucking fetish like oh yeah no like giant blue people because i remember when this film came out and like there was a bunch of avatar forums and people were talking about how like they wanted to commit suicide because pandora wasn't real that was was, insane uh...
0: that's one of those like look i love this movie i love how visual it is i'm not gonna kill myself because it's a movie it's not (laughs) real people like and i think that's also a problem with culture now like in the sense that fandom to me is no different than an actual cult it's just like because i mean you a lot of these people they are trapped i mean you know you put 13 years of your fucking life into something then yeah you will you will you'll be trapped
1: it's also probably understandable as well because like everything is just so fucking shit now and like really the only thing to look forward to is is shit like avatar which is kind of depressing (laughs) So I can understand why like people would be attached to it in that way, but like, yeah, uh, that's, it that's, couldn't that's be me.
0: Creepy. And by the way, I just want to say the new film uh, is called The Seed Bearer. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I love you, Cameron. You're a great filmmaker. You can't do this. I'm sorry. you got to change that title. <laughs> I don't give a shit if he comes in and uh, I don't give a shit if he goes in and it's like, well, the, the title has meaning. I don't fucking care. Change it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh man, yeah, the, Maybe fucking like the evil fire Navi will be the gay ones, but because you need like uh, you need like a token minority of the Navi, and it might as well be them. So
0: well, I mean, also it's funny because if they are token minority, I'm assuming that the chief will be played by a white British dude, which actually makes a lot of sense considering like the villains of this of this series are all like just like like because because one of the things I love about like both these films is that. It, when you really get down to it, they're cowboys and Indians movies, like like there really is like like they ride like in this film in particular they ride horses, they raid a train at one point, like like they may as well be fighting the Confederacy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a modern day uh, cowboys and Indians, except like Cameron's central message is that the fucking like U.S. military is bad because like that's another thing I love, like the fucking bad guys on Na'vi, but they still wear all the fucking, like, tattoos and no-fair T-shirts of the fucking aviator or sunglasses. That, they look like the fucking, uh, like, guys who did January 6th, like, oh, those, uh, Like, Yes. Clothes.
0: One of them looks, we talked about Sniper Special Ops, one of them, like, looks like Seagal. He's got the fucking aviator shades, he's got the goddamn, <laughs> like, hair. It's like, I don't know if that was intentional, but goddamn it, that's brilliant on his
1: part. It had, it had to have been. It had to have been. Because, like, You don't really see it that much, but you will have films where the fucking bad guys are like Blackwater, like fucking Logan, the bad guys, and that, are fucking like some like Merc group, some like cyborg mercenary group, and shit. Yeah, Yeah.
0: man, that's uh yeah. There's, uh, but it's it's difficult because like you know there is this like weird weird world American blockbusters are in where they want to do stuff like that, but. They also have to get funding from the military. Marvel's notorious for this, you know, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Like, movies that are kind of, like, they can't say anything bad about the military because they're going to lose their uh, their funding to get all those guns. But Cameron is like, my my world, my movie, I'm filming a warehouse in Queensland, and uh, I have all this, uh, you know, I have all these fucking CG props. I don't give a shit. So I'm just going to say all fucking jarheads are evil.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, again, there's something I'm like, yeah. Uh there is something uh radical about that like fucking If you compare the message of like nice out to which is like bog standards uh tech bros are bad yes it's, like fucking david fincher was doing that shit over a decade ago this isn't like a this isn't like a new thing like oh you learn musk's got great. but it's like cameron's message is like the fucking us military are basically the nazis yeah, like, per- fucking Quaritch's gang of doing, like, come and see shit in this.
0: When they, they burn those huts down, it's it's frightening. We talked about that. But, like, yeah, how sadistic, like, some of the villains are. Like, there's that one scene that really freaked me out where uh, he grabs uh, Sigourney Weaver. It's like, come here, cupcake. It's like, I'm not your cupcake pervert. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's, that has some fucking connotations to it.
1: Yeah, especially when you realize that, like... Blackwater were the guys who fucking, like, with all the sex slaves to Epstein in the 90s. Like, uh, Remember when they uh, did all man. those
0: war crimes in Afghanistan and they had those four dudes that got their heads chopped off for probably very justifiable reasons?
1: Yeah, and then they got away with it by, like, changing their fucking brand name to Q or something. Fucking
0: uh, Trump will yeah. pardon us later. Which, that was insane when I, when he pardoned those guys. I'm like, you do know what they did, right? They're fucking Blackwater.
1: Yeah, like... I can't remember what that fucking guy was called, but he was, like, guilty of uh, canoeing people, which, if you know what that is, that's, like, probably one of the worst things you could do to somebody. But, oh, yeah. like, yeah, we need to pardon that guy. We need Jesus to Christ. give him a fucking medal for some reason.
0: Give him a medal, tell him he's a fucking good boy. He's a good soldier. Fucking Jesus.
1: That's your reward uh, in this movie. Like, if you die, you get to come back as that thing you hate, and that's your... uh that- that's your reward i,
0: I do love like you know. again there's so much and the other thing i love too about this is how like uh they, they show the military torturing people then they take spider they put him in like the fucking white room like the this the white room torture and then they they put him in a room and they just try to give him a seizure Camilla's is telling mm. him where are the resistance fighters and he's like ah he's getting a nosebleed and shit
1: uh yeah man um, yeah the fucking uh the whole fanatical elements of like uh because Sigourney Weaver, in the first movie, when she, she, like, dies before she becomes a proper Navi, and then for some reason she's having, like, the immaculate conception as a <laughs> ten-year-old. And that's, like, I guess that's her reward for being one of the good humans, whereas if you're one of the fucking Nazi humans, like, Warwick, your your fucking punishment is coming back as that thing you hate. And
0: I'm with the, the, the two boys in that one scene. Yeah, I think the scientist guy fucked that thing. I think it got real horny one night and just <laughs> pumped it. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> I really do believe that. I think, cause like, how else? I mean, maybe it is just like this movie's so fucking out there. It is possibly Immaculate Conception, but I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll see. But
1: yeah, I know our Cabin said that's like, that's gonna be like the central point of the next movie. Like, why the fuck is Sigourney Weaver for a thirteen-year-old? Like... That's
0: why it's called yeah, the seed you're... bearer. <laughs> fucking oh, hell, someone, someone laid their seed into Sigourney Weaver's body. <laughs> oh, this movie's <one> so <sighs> dumb. I love it.
1: Yeah, just, I'm glad instead of getting like fucking uh, Alien Five, like Blomkamp's Alien Five, we're just getting these now, like fucking yeah. five Avatar movies you know, back to that. I
0: can see why he's he's invested in this because I mean it is like he's at that point in his career where he's kind of before avatar he wanted to make battle angel that was his big um his big next project after saying that kept falling apart and he like just kind of dusted this old script he had and it ended up being a hit and then he just ends up giving you know battle angel goes on the back burner he gives it to another director it's like and in a lot of ways to me like this is his live action anime because there is so much like Mm -hmm. i would kill to watch this dubbed in japanese with subtitles i think that would just be, oh, hell yeah this this would it would just work like so many scenes of this movie are just so fucking the dialogue is so fucking blunt and the performances are so over the top you're like this would be awesome
1: yeah it's uh i, I want to live in the alternate universe where we did get james cameron's battle window to see if it's like any better or worse than the fucking robert Rodriguez maybe
0: yeah it's uh i saw that i wasn't that into it I mean, I know there are people who are no, really no. into it, but they're like weird fucking people. Really who to, into it. Who really want to bang anime girls? So it's like, ugh, I don't know. It's just
1: yeah. It's, it has that fucking like grotesque on Canoe Valley thing. Where it's just like yeah. Which uh, is don't which do is partly that.
0: why I think if Cameron had directed that, it wouldn't have been as awkward. The unfortunate part is no. when Cameron officially retires, because so I know he's looking for a director to take over, I feel like it's gonna be Rodriguez, because they seem to have a pretty good friendship. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is right.
1: Yeah, that, I'm not looking forward to fucking Robert Rodriguez, Avatar 5. Like, that will be the fucking massive Three of, uh, of the Avatar series.
0: Oh god, yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, uh, no. it's, just, it's good, I think it's just that touch. He's the director who has that touch. He can just make this stupid shit work. Like, th- this movie in the hands of any other director would have been a fucking, like, cringeworthy laughing mm. stock. But he just, he makes it work. And I don't know if it's the earnestness or if it's the, the, the fucking, the techni- his technical abilities as a filmmaker, but this, sh- this other shit, even though I was laughing at it, I was into it. I was still, like, I wasn't being taken out of it. I was like, this is stupid, but I'm really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, his uh Cameron's always been really good at that. Like, even fucking... uh even something like, ah, uh, God, what else did it do? like aliens. There's like an alternate universe where that doesn't turn out that well, and like we only get those two alien movies. But Cameron is able to take like what's like a regular bog standard dumb action movie and just elevate it to something else. I
0: mean, I mean, I remember he co-wrote um, Rambo Two, and there's this great interview he did where he was talking about that, and he said like, I wrote the action, Stallone wrote the politics. And I think that's a really powerful <laughs> statement. Like that proves you how leftist of a director he is.
1: Yeah, because, man, I'd fucking love to talk about that because the direction those movies take. Like that first that first movie is so like like anti war, anti fucking like uh police, like, anti. Again, the fucking bad guy is a cop. And and then by like film three he's fucking like film four he's in fucking like like, Barma fucking ducking people's throats. Out. I
0: love that fourth film because it is so fucking over the top. It really is like a. Yeah. It's almost like Cannibal Holocaust levels of excess. We're like, <laughs> we're going to throw babies on fire and we're going to have rape parties. It's like, holy shit, this is nuts.
1: It might have to do that. It's cannibal Holocaust at some point because in a while. It's the director director, yeah.
0: yeah, That's a movie worth talking about. As disgusting as it is, it is a movie that is worth preserving and studying because it is such a. You could never make a movie like that now. Even back then, you couldn't no, make something no. like that. But, and, you know, it, it's funny because Avatar 2 is the anti-cannibal holocaust. Cannibal holocaust is like, fuck the jungle, fuck all these people. And this movie <laughs> like like, I love the jungle and I love these people, you know?
1: Yeah, the fucking, uh, the primitive jungle guys, like... That's another thing I love about this. Like, they're the good guys, but they're also a lot like... They're not, like, angels, they're not saints, like, no. they all fuck up and have their own prejudices. Like, that scene where fucking, like, Jake's kids are getting bullied for having five fingers instead of four. And it's just like, yeah, these, uh, they, like, you're on these people's sides, but they're not exactly fucking saints.
0: Yeah, I love that little, like, detail of, like, because he's a human and, you know, they're they interspecies couple, that their children would end up, like, weirdly mixing the two. I do like that detail a lot. Mm. There is a. Uh, there's just so much cool shit in this movie. Like, just fucking. Like, We didn't even get into the whale. The, the fucking hour the, chunk of this movie yeah. where a kid basically uh, the falls in love with a whale.
1: Ah, uh, the token, yes. yeah. That's a, like a. The fucking, large, yeah, like, yeah.
0: I was shocked how large of a chunk that movie was. Like, and uh, one of the things I love too, it speaks in Papyrus subtitles, which is just. Ah, chef's kiss.
1: Yeah, the entire second act of this movie, which is like an hour long is just like they're hanging around with whales and that's it. like nothing really that major happens this is like yeah we're uh we're just hanging around now yeah you know,
0: that's another reason I think I think this movie is like a one of those movies it's like this would be awesome to watch on like mushrooms or something <laughs> no I'm serious because like like you have like that whole hour where nothing that's why i have said this is like an anime because there is like if you watch any anime there are like large chunks where very little plot actually moves forward. It's just people doing shit. And I think Cameron is just doing that yeah. same thing with the second half of this movie. The second uh second third of this. And uh, what what God damn it. One of the things I, I think this really does make this like a real like movie to watch on drugs, it ends with a song from the weekend. Which is like, wh- where the fuck did this mm-hmm. come from? <laughs> that was so like weird i was like it was like it made me think of like when he made celine dion do the song for Titanic. It's like let me just hijack this other canadian musician and make him do a song for a movie that i'm doing
1: yeah cameron's music choices are fucking weird like he has like traditional uh scores for his movies and then at the end of the credits you'll have like oh he's popular now uh celine dion sure get her to write the greatest song ever made <laughs> like speaking of that and fucking um high school my high school music class that was like that was the song you could play if you couldn't play an instrument (laughs)
0: like i believe it
1: like like I, i was fucking terrible at music i could like barely play anything uh, and that was like my go-to fucking song to like play on keyboard or whatever just to fucking pass that course
0: My my favorite video is like one of my favorite early internet videos was someone playing that on like a, a grade 10 recorder It's one of the most like grade 8 <laughs> recorders yeah, yeah. And It was like just it's so it's just beautiful because like, that just shows it. yeah you could play this song on pretty much anything <laughs> that yeah, song was yes. fucking huge when it came out man i i, I don't remember because that was an interesting movie because it had like it was one of those movies my my mom loved it she had it on vhs and it came with like two vhs tapes so it was like an hour 90 minutes mm-hmm. of like romance melodrama then 90 minutes of just spectacle and i would always watch the second tape i never watched that first tape
1: yeah the uh the fucking like frobbed art of titanic is like it's so fucking insane like billy zane's Trying to fucking shit the cap, he <laughs> this ship's sinking. He kidnaps
0: a child yeah. <laughs> to get on a lifeboat. <laughs> That's yeah, Billy Zane oh, is just yeah. unhinged in that movie. Like, people make fun of that movie, rightly so, because it's just, again, it's so fucking corny and stupid. But Billy Zane fucking rules in that movie. He's a complete psycho in that. Like, because he's like doing, like, he's he just finished, like, I think he just did Demon Night beforehand, so he's kind of in that mode hell yeah. of fucking chaos, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was uh that was mid-90s peak Billy scene but he's doing that uh the phantom oh, this is like a De- weird, like big dead movie calm. for the time for some remember dead calm when he kidnapped sam neil oh hell, Neill and oh, hell yeah him. that
0: movie's amazing like the best flare gun test in movie history like seriously like, holy <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah, uh, Cameron should bring back, uh, bring him back as a Navi. Fuck oh it.
0: man, I've been thinking about this. How many like I want Schwarzenegger back as like like ground like rock <laughs> Navi. That's what I want more than anything. Bring Schwarzenegger back because if Kate Winslow will come back, then at this point we have to we have to go through his whole career. Unfortunately, Bill Paxton's no longer with us, which is uh, that would mm, that would have yeah. been great. You know, one of the things I love too about Titanic is I'm now, now remembering it. Like, Bill Paxton that movie is basically just a stand-in for Cameron himself.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah. Who, oh, who nice. else? Would, who else would we do? We got Schwarzenegger. Um, we already have
1: Sigourney. I, I, I don't know if Peab and uh, Ed Harris is, are still. Uh, I doubt it. On speaking <laughs> I terms. really fucking no, doubt no. it.
0: <laughs> oh god, that, that's one of my favorite. I think when I can't remember what award show it was, but like when he won, like I think it was the Oscar for Titanic. Everyone's clapping, and Ed Harris is just sitting there, not like just looking <laughs> angry, like you fucking tried to kill me, you asshole. <laughs> it's just
1: oh man yeah the abyss is such a fucking like again another like underwater movie that's just completely insane yeah, you want to uh... like, the making of
0: documentary for that is like it's up there with like a burden of dreams where it's like just how like this is chaos this fucking movie like if you've ever seen burden of dreams or hearts of darkness the making of apocalypse now it has that vibe of like this it is a crew and cast that are just fucking losing it. Like people are going insane trying to make mm. this thing. Everyone's just so fucking bitter by the end of it. And then right after that it is Terminator two, which basically saves his fucking career. Because I feel like that movie would have put him in jail, <laughs> director's jail if because it... I don't think The yeah, Abyss yeah. was that big of a hit. I think it was like it, it wasn't no. like big, like you would think it would be, but this is like before Cameron like
1: Yeah, fucking like Michael Bean almost died and I was like that was so soured him and cameron as well because they were fucking close man like they both did uh terminator together and like yeah. uh and like yeah he he did not make uh, any friends in that man. no yeah no the making uh, yeah, yeah but
0: the, that's one of my favorite making of documentaries because again you can just feel the further it goes the more the more bitter it becomes and it's 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 a descent it's a real fucking like tough one to watch cause... But because like Terminator was six million dollars, he does aliens and then he does this movie, which is a huge fucking gamble. I think he had to do Terminator 2 because of that, and then. True Lies is probably my favorite of his entire career. True Lies is just magnificently fucked up.
1: I would say Terminator 2 is my favorite from him. Yeah, Terminator uh, 2 I is... I just... to a very close second. Yeah, but
0: like... Ter- Terminator 2 is great, but I, I have so much love for True Lies because that was my one, Like, my dad showed me that and Under Siege when I was, like, 12 years old, so it's, like, forever ingrained in my mind. Mm. Watching a fucking... Yeah, movie.
1: I've got the uh, True Lies in DVD somewhere. Yeah. I love True such Lies. Such a fucking I just thing. love how
0: fucking, like, insane, like... All right, so we just nuked uh, St. Thomas. Oh, we still have like 25 minutes left, so we're going to go get in a Harrier Jump Jump and shoot up <laughs> LA. It's like, fuck. It's just such like, that's when <sighs> he started to lose his mind. I feel like that movie is when the, the, the he started to turn. Like, and, and Tom Arnold's actually funny in it. Like, I never, ever have ever said that for Tom Arnold other than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. Everyone likes to shut on, like, Cabron as a. Uh as a thematic director but he is able to get very good performances of his actors like fucking um like fucking robert patrick in t2 he has like three lines but he's so so fucking menacing one of
0: my favorite little moments of character development like how tough this guy is when he's shooting for the first time that pistol in that hallway he doesn't flinch and he never blinks. and then when he reloads he never takes his eyes off of fucking john connor it's one of those like that this dude is a fucking killer. It's just one of those like moments of like, oh, this guy's dangerous, and it's done without any real like outward dialogue. It's a real good piece. Like if you've seen the scene, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the first major action scene yeah. when they they they're in the uh, the back room of the arcade.
1: Yeah, that's another film that does like like sporadic action piece then like half an hour of characters just fucking around and then sporadic action piece
0: yeah he's very
1: fucking good at that.
0: oh, the oh hell yeah ter- I remember it-
1: like I, I must be been like five when I saw that and that was like my fucking like one of my art movies that really fucking Define my taste going forward. I, I
0: remember it was the same thing for me. It's one of those movies I think everyone has seen when you're a kid. It's like The Wizard of Oz, but mm. it's like guns. But like one of the things that, <laughs> that blew me away about it when I was a kid, I was so stupid. The, after the first action scene, I thought, "Oh, the movie's over. The villain's dead, right?" No, we don't. <laughs> and then I realized. Then I realized, "Oh, there's a you know we have to." I was a kid. I didn't know shit. So what I think that's real funny. I legit thought the movie was over after the first scene because I mean it's it's a lot of movie as well. That first. Thirty minutes is just, just fucking beautiful, man. God damn it!
1: Just yeah, there's <sighs> that's why ultimately, love of Cameron as a director. Like, there's just so much going on in his movies. Like even Titanic, which is a uh, like very like basic movie in terms of plot. There's just so much fucking going on there.
0: I think also it helps he works works as his own editor and he's done that for a while. Like Mm. Since True Lies he's done that. He edited uh, Strange Days as well, the film he made with his uh, then wife. Nice. He's been divorced four times, which is... And if you actually look at the people he's been married to it's like, wow, this guy is very good at burning bridges.
1: Yeah, he's uh, like Rhonda Harold and Catherine Biggerall like... (sighs) He's had such a fucking weird relationships. With people. I think to... he is just married to the sea. Yeah. Like he's just some old-time sea captain. Oh,
0: Jesus. I mean, he, he went down to the Mariana Trench by himself. I mean, he clearly... He wouldn't probably do that <laughs> for any woman he was married to. Hell, probably his current wife. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious to know, like, again, I think it's... I feel like, that's another thing about Avatar 2 that I find so interesting, I feel like a lot of this is him realizing, like, I've been a bad father. Because he, like, the way he, like, mm-hmm. the kid dies... The the mother, that scene, by the way, real quick, going back to Avatar, too, when the mother, um, Zill Seldana's, uh, when she her, her son dies, she fucking loses it. And that's one of those, like, scenes that just. I got a murder boner watching that. I'm like, hell yes, kill all these sons of bitches. Mm. And there's that point after she finishes her freak out, like, spiders just hiding behind. It's like, Jesus Christ, lady, <laughs> calm the fuck down.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, the fucking spider cabinet sort of is like again on paper it's just such a ridiculous character like fucking white boy of dreads <laughs> like some of the shit he goes through in that movie like he is like for some reason one of the more interesting characters fin- so, final thoughts
0: on uh we may as well uh finish off here so uh final thoughts on the film anything yeah. else you want
1: to add yeah that was uh avatar 2 was the like last movie i saw um uh last year and i know i said the whale uh was my favorite movie of last year but i'm changing it to the avatar uh do now like that is like just fucking raw five stars for me
0: i uh, know it's, it's like it's like cecil b demille david lean type filmmaking it's the kind of movie that you watch <laughs> and you're you're like you're just like this is filmmaking this is fucking raw honest like just balls to the wall filmmaking and it's not something it's weird because as big as some movies are now they never feel big like we talked about like cape you watch any shit movie now it's like just there's no sense of scale this movie really does have a sense of scale and a real size and a scope to it that you just you just don't see anymore that's why i've always said it's like David Lee, the spirit of David Lee, and then Cecil B. Bill is fully alive in, in James Cameron, and it's it's beautiful to watch.
1: And it's fucking wild. How this like sequel to a thirteen year old movie is like the best film of last year. Like, there's an alternate universe where he just like knocks them out back to back, like year after year, and it, it just doesn't pan out well. But because Cameron is like such a patient fucking director, like. He's able to bide his time to the point where CGI was like, is the fucking best it could possibly be to make these, and yeah, like, and if you compare that to like any fucking Cape shit movie of the last like I say two years, it's just like Disney is just going for the fucking motions, and it's just like like that next fucking Ant Man film looks like uh, Spy Kids three D. No, it really does. It like really the does. No, I, into agree, really, agree, just it.
0: I got the trailer before uh, Avatar 2, and I just remember, like, God, I feel bad for anyone who was looking forward to this, because they're they're about to get their fucking socks knocked off because of this fucking thing. Like, it's the movie's gonna yeah. be obsolete by the time it's out. Like, fuck. And I think that's also yeah. a problem when you... I am
1: mean, I'm, I'm a... I'm a big John Major's head, so oh, I'll yeah, probably too. go see it for him. But, like, yeah, this is just, like... I'll just wait for Creed. This 3. is just fucking Spy Kids shit, I'll, yeah.
0: I'll wait for Creed 3, because I get to... He's, he's, like, shirtless for, like, a large chunk of it. And he is fucking ripped. Holy shit. He is, like, He's got tits for him with the most women I know. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's awesome. So,
1: uh, join us next time for, uh... I think it's Tar we're talking, oh, we're talking about, because uh, for me, that's how i fake eh. I can't yes, wait
0: yes. to get into this movie, because uh, I've been very <laughs> vague about it, but trust me, it's it's going to be a mm. movie. The less, you know, going into it, the way more interesting it is. So uh, join us for that, and join However. us for another year of whatever happens, because we, we don't whatever the yeah. fuck happens, man.
1: You know, people forget to put beauty into a film. There's a lot of snark, there's a lot of sarcasm, there's a lot of cutesy jokes, in movies, there's a lot of people playing things off as if they're super cool uh, and therefore diluting the sense of stakes, the, the sense of jeopardy. You know, I, I go straight at just being earnest. You know, if there's jeopardy, it's it's real. People could die. And, you know, if, if you like what you see, let's just hang out for a bit. You know, let's not rush through this just because of, you know, artificial concepts like plot